Welcome to chapter seven. We're talking about workflow and all the different political things you run into as you're talking about content in many companies. Enjoy. Of course, here's your offer for the book, paypal.me forward slash ctrap forward slash nine. Order it now, now for the discounted price of $9. Chapter seven, the workflows, AKA the political mess you will run into in any organization. These are some of the things that are being debated over and over and over. And here are the answers that you need to know. First of all, let's talk about what to name your blog. And what's interesting about that question is a blog is still an important thing on your website to drive SEO, to share knowledge. Some people don't like the term blog, call it something else. I'm not opposed to that one bit, but having a place where you share your knowledge and your thought leadership, and especially to drive SEO, is a place that you need on your website. So what are you, you going to name the thing? Um, I, for the most part, find the discussion of what to name your blog a highly wasted uh, use of time. So a lot of times there's committee meetings, et cetera, et cetera. And at the end of them, teams still come up with the same names, insights, stories, voices, insert topic, watch, news, you know, those kind of things. And at the end of the day, they spend all that time they could have spent on creating content and syndicating content and going from there. And I've done this myself over the years. You know, I've been C-Trap on WordPress, Eastern Iowa News, one of my funnest projects 11 years ago now. Christoph's blog with its own URL, Kits and Tech, my fitness tips, ChristophTrap.com. And then AuthenticStorytelling.net, which, of course, rebranded a little bit as Business Storytelling, still in the same URL. So end of the day, pick the name that will stick. Don't overthink it. Move forward and you know share content that matters. So while we're talking about content that matters, one of the things I love for companies to do is webinars. And they also should be on your website. And yes, you should collect leads and all those different things. But the other thing I would highly recommend to do with webinars is to put them on YouTube and social media. And that also includes the live video we talked about earlier. So for example, you know, you have that webinar, you put it behind a um, registration wall, that's fine, that's pretty accepted. Don't make it too difficult. Uh, but then also, you know, make sure you put it on YouTube. That's a very different audience. Uh, and they're not on your website to begin with. And put it on social media, uh, whether that's a live video on Periscope or Instagram Live or Facebook Live or whatever it might be. Um, but those are audiences you can reach and it can help you with your thought leadership. So keep that in mind. Of course, once you do, uh, once you distribute your content 
that way. Make sure you have calls to action in your YouTube um, description. Make sure you have a link back to some kind of offer, something that gets people to your website. And then once you have people coming over, of course, you can also uh, you know, gather their information and um, follow up with nurture email campaigns and all those things we do um, with webinars already. But it's another way to repurpose that content. Um, a lot of people do fight this model quite a bit just because, um, you know, webinars take a lot of time and uh, it, it's, it is hard sometimes to change the model. But certainly it is. Um, a place to reach more people. Jumping around a little bit here, but this is another topic that comes often, uh, comes up often. I hear it all the time. Teams are talking about, should we use link shorteners? And this is another one of those topics, let's call it a pet peeve if you want, that it is wasted time. Link shorteners don't do much on digital um, in fact, if a brand, if a, if an audience member doesn't know you yet, they might not even click just because they don't know where they end up. So on so on Twitter, so these are the like bitly dot something, bitly uh, bit dot forward slash something. Um, I'm not picking on Bitly here. I've used Bitly before. I've used Owly. I used Buffer. I used all these different things. But in general, I only use them when it's automated. So in Buffer, when I schedule things, you know, they're they're automated, right? And that's um, I'm not even sure how to turn it off. So I let it go. I let it be. But in general, when I'm posting to Facebook or Twitter or in, or, or LinkedIn, the links show up as a preview, anyways. So what a waste of time to if you have to manually do it. Now, if you're using Buffer or something like that, I mean, be my guest. But in general, I wouldn't recommend it just because people, uh, you know, audience members, um, they want to know where they are being sent. So the preview is much better than the Bitly or a link shortener. Some companies even have their own. You know, they spend good money to have like a shortened version, which there aren't that many available anymore. But they thought of that as branding. And maybe if you have a print product where you can put that um, shortened link, uh, maybe that's that is actually a good strategy. But on the digital only channels, I would not recommend it. I don't know why anybody needs to spend their time on that, quite frankly. All right, let's talk about technology really quickly. How do you pick the perfect technology solution? And the biggest thing with technology, I'm a big fan of technology. I'm a big fan of it making my life easier. And But you have to keep things in stride. So really two ways you can go with it. Use software as a service. Basically, you lease the tool. Big fan. I'm a big fan of doing that. They do all the updates. You don't necessarily need the developers in-house. I should say I'm a big fan of that model in a lot of cases, but sometimes it is better to have developers in-house. So, for example, your website, if it takes a while to get it updated because it's going through another service or you have to outsource it or what whatnot, really not a good model to be... Um, um, agile, right? To move quickly. So, but before you even jump into any um, technology solution, um, make sure you know your strategy. What's the strategy? What you're trying to go after? 
Um, what are the problems you're trying to address? And here's the other thing. If you have a terrible culture and uh, people aren't willing to try things and people aren't even willing to work within uh, whatever the current strategy is, the technology is not going to save you. So it's just something to keep in mind that uh, technology can be helpful, but you need to figure out those other things first. Of course, you also need the mindset to deliberately have forward movement. Now, clear business direction and commitment uh, really helps here. And then push towards those goals in your content performance culture. Now, the thing is, the technology isn't going to help you with that um, if you don't have those basics down as a team. Now, don't get me wrong, I love tools. They make things easier. So let's talk about some of the things I'm using. A microphone to voice dictate articles to the computer via Google Docs. That's a thing I love to do. The iPhone does similar things. Now you have the slider on the iPhone. That works. Instant messaging. How some companies live without instant messaging, I don't know. You always have to uh, email each other. And email... It, just has too much baggage, honestly. I'm to the point where I sent my emails at 8 a.m. in the morning and 1 p.m. in the afternoon. And I schedule them, right? So if anything that comes in before between 1, 1 p.m. and the end of the day or, or the early in the evening, it goes out the next morning at 8 a.m. There's no back and forth overnight. There's no back and forth like that. And, you know, I'm making use of technology and automation to really take advantage of focusing my attention. Video conferencing, another thing, right? I mean, has made our lives easier. Zoom is one of the best tools out there. In my opinion, there's plenty of others that do similar things. Project management, email is not, um, is not a, um, a project management tool at all. Use Jira, use Basecamp. There is so many other tools out there that can be um, that can be used. Ask Gabler CMO Amar Pursada told me on the business storytelling podcast or reminded me, make sure the strategy is written down. Marketers with a document and strategy report more success. So make sure you get that written down and then buy the software or lease it as part of a SaaS deal um, that actually can help you reach those things um, and move forward together. In the next chapter, chapter eight, we will talk about creating content directly in the CMS, content management system. Also, special offer for everyone listening. If you want to buy the book, it's, here's a discount for you, $9 for the print version. That includes shipping. PayPal.me forward slash CTRAP forward slash nine. Uh, go to that link. You can pay. I'll send you the book when it's available. Make sure you leave your your, your um, mailing address so we can actually send it to you. Thanks, everyone. I'm Christoph Trab, author of a th um, business storytelling, um, the business storytelling uh, blog, content performance culture, the book, which is what we're talking about here. And of course, also, of course, also the Get Real Authentic Storytelling book. Until next time.